Before we start on with the show, the Second Generation Banana Podcast would like to acknowledge that this is a Canadian podcast in Edmonton, Alberta, and is hosted on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and traveling route to the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Soto, Nakota Sioux, as well as the Métis. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Kui Eric. I'm a cis male with pronouns he, him. And you are listening to the SGB Second Generation Banana Podcast. In every episode, we dive into real and entertaining stories with a hint of some whitewashed Asian flavor. Hey, thanks again, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be bringing on my friend, Ellie Alito. And we're going to be talking about the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, it's a movie that I really enjoyed and I had a great time with. And actually, uh, I watched it with LA. Um, that was the first time I watched it. I think he saw it, uh, before that, uh, a couple times before that. And, uh, yeah, just, it was really special and we want to review it. Um, but before we get to that, got a couple of news. Um, so first of all, uh, May here in Canada is Asian heritage month. So for everybody, everybody celebrating that, um, hope you're having a great month so far um and yeah and hope you were able to do something special uh on may 9th earlier this month the philippine election was recently held uh with bong bong marcos jr who was elected um i don't know a whole lot about the election to be honest i haven't been following it too much but we can go to la for further comments on that um simu lu recently hosted the grammys in toronto uh if you haven't heard his O Canada speech at the very end, uh, it was it was it was pretty powerful. Um, I love Simulu, and actually, uh, for this month, I I went and ordered his book, uh, We Were Dreamers. It was a oh Ellie's just messaging me now. It was the Junos. Did I say Grammys? Fuck, uh, <laughs> I meant the Junos. Thank you, Ellie. Um, but yeah, uh, I bought his book, uh, We Were Dreamers. I've only checked out the <laughs> prologue in the first chapter, so I'm slowly getting to that. Um, but I will let you know what I think when I when I finish it. Um, and yeah, like I said, the, the next uh, the next one is slated to be in Edmonton, so that'll be pretty special uh, to have everybody come here because I think it's been a couple of years. Um, Pinoy's on Parliament. If you haven't heard about that, they are a Canadian National Youth Leadership Conference. Um, they're held virtually. I attended uh, the, the one that they held last year. Uh, this month, they're, they're holding it on the May 20 to 22nd weekend. It's actually two weekends. So that weekend and then the next weekend from the 27th to the 29th. Uh, this organization does a whole lot for the community. Um, they talk about, they cover so many things. Like they have like people that do classes on on all, 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 type, all types of subjects. Obviously, like they talk about the importance of getting involved with politics, the STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, or is it STEAM with arts? Yeah. So there's that. Um, basically, just trying to get like young Filipino youths like involved uh, in a bunch of different things, and they're very creative. And actually, I had um, Simon. Shout out to Simon. He reached out to me uh, earlier asking to promote the podcast on a previous episode or on an earlier episode before this, but 
unfortunately i wasn't uh, able to make time for that but simon thank you for all the work that you do for prom promoting Pinoys on parliament and i hope you the weekend is a great success uh the last kind of thing i have here on my agenda is the sorry sorry market so um a sorry sorry market is a market in edmonton they they um, promote a lot of like edmonton filipino filipina Philippinex creatives um the, the stores that they, they have like different like booths and stuff like that set up i i actually had my own booth um before it was it was crazy <laughs> but um yeah it was, it was quite the experience you meet a lot of people you, you meet a lot of people in the community and it's a great thing to to check out so they actually have their the sari sari market is coming up in edmonton uh it's starting so there's two days so it's june 11th from 12 to 7 p.m uh which is on philippine independence day and june 12th from 12 to 5 p.m the venue will be held on 72 ave between 99th street and 100th street also, LA messaged me here, uh, the Filipino Fiesta is on June 18th to June 19th. So you can check that out at edmontonfilipinofiesta.com. I, I think there's another event coming up in Borden Park as well. Um, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like, honestly, like, I, I love it. Like, this is a great time of year. Um, so yeah, when you get the chance, check that out. Also, uh, Easter Sunday. It's a movie by Joe Coy. It's coming out on August 5th, 2022. I know One Down Media, uh, they have a Facebook and Instagram page. They've already started posting about the movie. Um, and so like I've I know a, a little bit of what it's like and some of the stuff that, that they showcase, but it does highlight a lot of like Filipino culture, which is like awesome. So make sure to check that out. And um, little side note, I mentioned on a previous episode that like there was there was um there's a casting call in like bc where like uh jewel coy was like looking for like actors and i submitted my uh like my resume and like headshot and stuff like that so if this might be for that movie <laughs> so potentially if it was even if i got rejected from that movie because obviously i did not get the role still watch it anyways i'm sure it's going to be amazing uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you my good friend of mine. Uh, what a great guy he is, you know, always so polite and respectful and, and fun. And just he's such he's there for you, man. Like, give it up for everybody for Ellie Alito. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. And uh, looking forward to talk to you about more. So, yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Ellie, for coming on. I really appreciate that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, happy Asian Heritage Month to you, LA. Uh, what did you do this month to celebrate your Asian pride? Honestly, the closest thing I did was probably eat a lot of Asian food and oh, yeah. go, Can't go have wrong. hot pot. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your favorite hot pot place in the city? Um, oh, that's a, that's a tough question because it really depends on when, because some places have deals on like lunch and some places have deals at like after 9 p.m but i would say um the one at calgary trail i think it's chinese hot pot or something yeah yeah uh, yeah that's that, the one we go to the most that's that's not the one that has like the, the little robot that like serves you the food is it uh i wait i'm trying to i think it's it like that one's closer to like i think White it's the Ave, buffet right? that i'm thinking of right yeah now. the buffet is like the big one like yeah. it's kind of like fancy and you yeah. pick out yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. So um, I think the one you're thinking of is um is it Asian Express or Chili Hot Pot? I think it's the Chili Hot Pot. Chili Hot Pot. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I like that one too, but that one is more for if I don't want to eat as much. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like a uh, five item hot pot place. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that place. Like I checked out um like I saw on uh, Instagram, like when they were like promoting like the the machine that's like a cat and like goes around and serves you the food. I didn't realize that like it has like a path to follow. And so like I was just like waiting in line. Uh, waiting to get like the sauces and stuff and I was like completely blocking it from delivering food to the other tables <laughs> I like okay, found that out after <laughs> I didn't know that that actually worked that way because like I just thought it uh, someone was moving it but okay yeah yeah I guess I don't think it's remote controlled I think it's like a Roomba like it just like kind of f- goes to the route that it's supposed there. to go right yeah yeah um, like they pre-programmed it to go yeah if it's this number go this way yeah I think that's better actually because if it was remote controlled then there's probably some some guy like watching like on the video camera just waiting just like this asshole needs to move already like (laughs) just judging you for blocking your way (laughs) but um yeah no that's that's great man um I uh I had a quick story I I wanted to share earlier this month um and maybe it's, it's a sign of me not eating enough Asian food for this month because let me tell you so i was on twitter right and i was i saw people were bashing on um what's it called uh pete's driving right people were like oh it was just randomly like people were like oh pete's driving sucks like it's horrible like i don't know why there was like so many long lineups before like i used to go to pete's driving every time i'd like go to like red deer or calgary yeah. right because that's where the the first kind of locations were then moved to edmonton got kind of crazy busy whatever so anyways so I, I heard all these comments, people were bashing, and I was like, yo, Pete's driving is not that bad. What are you talking about? So earlier this month, I went with my family. We just came out of church or something. And then um, we're like, oh, where do you want to eat? And I was like, let's go to Pete's driving. Like, I didn't tell them, like, why I wanted to go, but let's just go. <laughs> okay. So we ordered food. You know, it was all good. You know, I, I always forget that, like, all the staff dresses nurses for whatever reason. But that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> that night, I got home just extreme diarrhea and vomiting just so bad so i picked up food poisoning the one time i went there to pete's drive-in and was going to purchase their food in their honor (laughs) to prove (laughs) that people were wrong to prove that people were wrong but eventually i proved the people right (laughs) so there i was like feeling like an idiot i I went to the hospital waited six hours you know they they told me like no eating no no drinking anything because you need to like your stomach needs to be empty when we like do all this stuff you know i got um uh, you know shout out shout out to uh gray nuns you know <laughs> um and the canadian healthcare system i guess <laughs> oh man but oh my god i just yeah I was, was that was that the worst case of food poisoning you ever had or you know i think it might have been like, oh boy. and the, the thing that really sucked was like, obviously it's six hours. It's a long wait. Yeah. But like, I, I took, like, I tried having grab all before. Mm. Cause you know, it's like supposed to suppress it, but like it absolutely did not work Threw that up. And, um, because one of the side effects for gravels, it makes you sleepy. So mm. you think it's a good thing. You go in there and you're like trying to like to sleep off like mm-hmm. for the six hours or whatever. So I, I was waiting there alongside my brother, but, yeah. um, at the same time i want to like stay awake so that like if they call me you know i'll be ready to go and i don't want to like miss my name so like it was just like i was just like oh i was just torturing myself just trying to like stay up and like 
you know, do whatever I could, but oh, oh man. man, it was horrible. Um, oh, yeah, no, I with food poisoning, I haven't had to go to the hospital yet, and I hope it stays that way. Oh, thank God, yeah, yeah. See, we, I, I, it's it's a sign from the universe. It's a sign from the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to more hot pot and less um, yeah. Pete's driving. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so, anyways, like, how, how have you been? Like, what's what's new with you, Ellie? Um, honestly, nothing much because for most of this month, I was stuck at home because I did get COVID somehow. Right. So I was just stuck at home, and even though I wasn't feeling bad, like, I think I had one day where I felt really bad, but. I couldn't leave because um I wouldn't test negative for a while, and I don't want to oh, risk yeah. other people, right? So right, right. But, was this uh, your first time getting it? Yes, and hopefully the only time because I, I don't like being holed up in my room. No, for sure, man. Yeah, and but, like, you know, when when you think about it, it's like I remember the early days of COVID when like people had to like get like a hotel and like stay there for mm-hmm. like like a like two weeks or whatever, like just and then and then now like we're we're able to like just be at home and you know it's it's um could have been worse although it does suck that you can be at home because what happened with my case was because i was at home um i try to keep myself in my room but the our home is small so like my parents also ended up getting it because they really can't avoid it no for sure man that's the same way that's when i had it too like um in in december like that was that was the exact same thing like yeah you try to like keep your distance and do whatever but like you're in the same home like you know you're you're so close in contact to each other you do what you can but it's a lot harder when you're yeah you're just delaying it for them so pretty much like stagger yourself so that by the time they get sick you can get out no that's exactly what happened to me (laughs) like i got i brought covid home and then I had the symptoms first. So when my isolation period ended, like it was my isolation period ended like after Boxing Day. So mm-hmm. I went to go out shopping and everybody was still at home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you have to get their stuff for them, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I no. just waited for them to come back. <laughs> but they're missing out on Boxing Day. <laughs> no, it, it was after Boxing Day. So, okay. but uh, yeah, I know. Anyways, uh, let's let's get right into it. Let's get to the reason why people want to listen to this episode, if, if not just for my rambling. Um, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. A movie about the multiverse, starring Michelle Yeoh, um, and and the IRS. Uh, and the IRS. Yeah. Yeah. So, LA, like, how many times did you say you watched this? Uh, I watched it four times. Already four times, in, in theaters, man. all four times were in theaters. Wow, Congrats, and the last man. one I did was really good too because I did watch it in IMAX and they only had it for one week in IMAX. Awesome. And oh man, that was even more insane! <laughs> so, but, yeah, yeah, you, I mean, obviously, you've, you've got to have enjoyed it if you watched it four times. Has there been any other movies that you've watched four times or more in theaters? There's been a lot in the past so um a few of them were uh which is surprisingly another multiverse setup and that was um spider-man no way home hey yeah watch that four times within two days within okay i watch it twice a day (laughs) for two days in a row just couldn't get enough um another one that i really liked a lot to watch it 
actually it was more than four times it was like around five or six times was shang chi oh yeah shang chi was beautiful movie. it's up there it's up there and so good. but the earliest movie that i did watch a lot of was this is way 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 back and that was inception mm. now one i watched about four or five times in theaters alone nice. so. for those of you that don't know la um i might add that he's a cineplex gold member uh so <laughs> don't be surprised cineplex and landmark too landmark and landmark huh? yeah. Ooh. yeah so i go to movies a lot and yeah. it's ridiculous but it's been my thing since um high school i guess yeah yeah nice and like if you like uh for those that are regular listeners of the show like you'll you'll know that um the past couple episodes have just been about reviewing movies uh so you know it's it's nothing new i had to bring la on and i'm very happy that you uh were able to watch it with me one of yeah. those four times um so yeah la why don't you tell the audience uh like what were your i, I guess if you were to think back to maybe the first time you watched it mm-hmm. what were your initial thoughts of the movie everything everywhere all at once and how did this movie make you feel afterwards so Initially, I so the reason I went to watch it actually was there were three reasons that I went out to watch it um, when it came out. Uh, first one was it was the only new movie that came out that week, and theaters were opening it up, and I was like, I really need to get out. I really need to get back to theaters, and so I went for it. But um, another big reason I went to watch it was it's made by this company. Um, a24 and that production company they made out a lot of films that i loved from before so movies like um ex machina that was really good um hereditary for if you like horror um it comes at night was them as well did you ever watch the disaster artist no i didn't that was a that was a comedy and that was with James Franco and Dave Franco mm. that was from them as well and then um before James yeah they Franco got canceled oh yeah that's true yeah but <laughs> that only, was before before yeah this the only a24 movies besides this that I've watched were um uh what's the one with Adam Sandler uh, on Netflix it was like, oh uncut gems uncut ge- uncut yeah. jams like as yeah. uh Julia Fox says it. Yeah. So there's that. And um, actually, Green Knight. I watched Green Knight last oh, week. Uh, I was, it was on uh, Amazon Prime for those. Oh, is it? Is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. That one was, I didn't get to watch that in theaters because for some reason, it was very limited in screenings here. So, but uh, I don't know if you watched another film for, from them. It was um, The Farewell. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. That was with um, Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah. 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 So, that was another one that really put them on my radar. That was for me, that was a tough movie because that was like right. Was I watched tough. that right before like my grandma passed. Yeah. So like that was a yeah. I could was, imagine how t- yeah, it was very tough. I I was bawling, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh they also more recent ones, they had Minari. Minari. So yeah, so it's like a Korean yep. American film. So if you want right. to I uh I bought I bought Minari when it was on Amazon, but nice. it didn't have subtitles. So Ooh. like, I was like, what, what the hell, man? Like, I want to yeah. support this movie, but 
Uh, yeah, just didn't have subtitles at all. I mean, it's it's on Amazon Prime now for free, but yes, uh, just before, yeah. But it has the subtitles now, but I haven't gotten around to watching it because I'm still yeah. salty. Uh, yeah, that one was good. Um, <laughs> but, a more recent yeah. one they had after Yang, which is also a somewhat Asian related film. Because okay. uh, yeah, it's a different setting. It's interesting. It's very. It's more on the sci-fi side. So I don't know if you're a big sci-fi person, but that one's. Oh yeah, well yeah, maybe I'll, I'll check that out. And we'll talk about it some more after. But uh, we got to get to this movie, man. This yes, isn't an eight twenty four. But podcast. I was just saying those were why I went to watch it. No, but for sure. Yeah. Sure. So my first thoughts with this. Uh, let's jump into that then. And um, you know what? I I the way I felt with this movie was it felt very relevant for me. Like I don't have the Something same exact. Yeah, I don't have the same exact scenarios with them with uh the family portrayed in the movie oh sorry wait are we allowed to say spoilers on this yeah i think i yeah spoilers yeah. ahead man like yeah this is reviewing a <laughs> yeah. movie so spoilers yeah. on this movie and dr strange yeah so for me it was very relevant because um i've gone through this a similar struggle moving from the philippines over here to canada so i know the immigration issues and like the struggles of moving and dropping everything right picking up from nothing and it's it was a struggle that it was i don't want to say it was great to see on screen but it was you know it felt like it was understood by more people because i like they could see it and yeah i just i get i don't want to say it but but it's really what it is it was great to essentially be represented on screen for sure it's, man. yeah it's very very um cliched to say it now i would say but it isn't because it really does feel nice to this recognized. whole podcast is cliche and corny so <laughs> feel free man <laughs> but free, yeah man. so and the themes they touched on there were a lot of different themes and a bunch of them were um some were like very on point and some were just it's a shared experience with a lot of other asian american north american um demographic so i i love that film and honestly i keep spouting and i keep telling everyone to watch it because it's it really does help with the uh representation 100 man um i'm gonna share a couple of my thoughts as well and then i know that uh you text we texted each other about like you know after the movie about the kind of theme so we're gonna break that down a little bit more into the next question but as far as my thoughts watching the movie i um i also like i really enjoyed it um so i've seen it twice like i watched it in theaters with ula and then um before the show we were talking about how i watched it with my family um uh not in theaters but uh <laughs> the movies it, it, was, it was fantastic i think that like it's such a like big change in pace um it, like like you mentioned before 824 films like i've only seen a few of them but like i really enjoy what they have like they're very introspective it, you know it's the kind of movie that like after you finish watching it, it makes you think about you know like your life and like the decisions and like kind of like what what's kind of culminated to where you are today you know it, it's you know obviously it's it's different from a like good guy fighting bad guy bad guy or good guy wins 
everybody goes home happy you know it's yeah. right it's uh there's a little bit more breadth to it um there's there's definitely representation and i think that sometimes like when you when you for me right like i don't bef- like a, for a long time like it's like you want representation in movies and in culture but like before like you'd be looking for like approval like like white approval honestly to be like okay this is a great movie but like what did you guys think of it you know what i mean but now it's just like like yo i don't care if you guys what you guys think of it i loved it like this this had so many themes elements to it that i could relate to like um and it was just it was just so creative you know like they they explore different and we'll get into it more but like the different relation the relationships within the family mm-hmm. you know you talk about generational things yeah um just trying to keep so, it brief here yeah. it's basically uh, our um it's our experiences now that are being shared yeah us adjusting and taking in what their experiences are exactly and it's 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 proud to be that you know mm-hmm. like it's not it didn't shy away from any any of these things you know there's a lot of ex- existentialism in there and we'll get yeah. to that as well but like just um it was such a very third like I, I i don't know what else to say about this movie like if like you would be if this were if this were a book your kids would be studying this in uh in oh, literature yeah. class for like, sure because of all the different themes that you can you can take from it but um um yeah i just i just knew i had to watch it twice and it was very special to me and so let's kind of let's kind of break into that now. Um, sure. So there is uh so just like from the different kind of things in the movie, Ellie. Like, let's talk about the common themes that you saw in the movie and like what what about them made them special. Mm-hmm. So one of the big ones that I really picked up on was, as I was saying, um, I did immigrate, right? So it was the struggles of immigrants is what I found as one of the first main ones. And that was prevalent with their move from China over to the US and their humble beginnings in the US. And it's it stuck out to me because again, that was similar to my experience, although I did not have a laundromat. Um, we did have similar struggles of like, we have to basically start anew. And it's, it really, it really sucks knowing that that's what my parents went through in order for me to, you know, like, get a better start than them. But knowing that and seeing that on screen really, really hit home for me. And yeah, it's a lot, especially the language issues that they faced. Like, I'm lucky enough that we're Filipino. We have a lot of English in our country. But if you think about it with how they had issues in their families because they're Chinese. And although my dad did not, or my, actually, yeah. Although my dad did not speak Chinese, he was frequently mistaken for one. But luckily, he did not face any discrimination from that. But yeah, so language barriers was a tough one when um moving and yeah it's it's tough immigrating because 
you had a good life or i wouldn't say good it was decent but you have a good life somewhere else let's say and then you have to start from nothing again just because you want a better future for your family it's it's a big decision and seeing that on screen was great so yeah it was powerful like it's it's something that you can't really like um underestimate there's so many different changes right like now my my mom is an immigrant right like she came to canada like years ago and now i was i was born here um but like definitely like language is a huge thing it might be something that like we're okay with like joking about now like when people mispronounce things and it's funny but like when you're like trying to you're you're changing your whole life coming to a place wanting to be accepted wanting to fit in and learn the customs and everything like you know it isn't funny like at at, the, at those times right like it it can be really heartbreaking because um you know like when people generally like see others that are um that speak different languages and their english isn't great like i feel mm-hmm. like the automatic assumption is maybe they're not as like intelligent mm-hmm. when like that is far from the truth and so like i know when they were there was the scene where the mom was talking to um the irs what's mm-hmm. her, the, i forget her name um but like she was like she's they're kind of joking about how like um or she was saying like oh like i thought your your daughter was, was going to come here like and help like translate everything and then she was like well like she like on her end she's like well why don't you just make the words like more simpler why are you using more complicated stop words? using big words to confuse us right yeah exactly yeah so. yeah that's Luckily, though, with my dad, um, in terms of English, uh, he did study law back in the Philippines. So his English was coming in was a little too formal <laughs> for people here. And oh, yeah. Like, Why are you using those words? And I'm like, that's it makes sense because that's what he studied. So. So what, which character did you relate to then the most? Like, what would what, you say it's, it's the parents then or the? I related the most to, um, honestly, to Waymond. Waymond. Oh, yeah. Waymond went. I really identified with that the most because we're going to jump into another theme here. And that's the whole idea of the, like, the family dynamic of... Um, who's usually the, I guess, the pillar of the family, who's the strong one, right? Like, it's usually the dad, but that's not the case with Waymond. He's more on the emotional side. He's more on dealing with the softer side of dealing with problems and dealing with people. And that's what you would see. Like, you would see the, in every family, you would see, like, that balance, right? That whole hard and soft, balance someone's better at being you know like the harder one firmer one and then there's someone who's trying to get everyone to get along trying to make sure everyone feels good which is usually the mom's role but growing up with and within my household um who the reason that this really hit me that because i am more of the type to want people to feel good and make sure they don't feel left out they don't feel bad they don't feel like they're being singled out yeah like being that nurturing role right yeah so seeing that 
in a male character as opposed to a female character, which is the usual case. It was great to see because, especially in Asian setting, that's not what people think of as a manly feature. And seeing that, and he was really, really like fighting back using his nurturing, right? He's his uh, mindset of being very positive. It's it's a um, it's a it's not necessarily just the coping mechanism, but it's it's necessary to keep balance with um, Evelyn, so the mom's stronger approach into things. And yeah, so I identified with that because growing up, I always did that. Like I was always like trying to make sure everyone felt um, included, everyone was happy because my cousins <laughs> bullied me essentially uh-huh. and yeah so there were times where they were bullying for like like a teasing bullying but i hated the feeling of being singled out so i didn't so want you never wanted else. anybody else to feel the same way exactly right? sorry yeah. to cut you off there but no yeah. that's exactly it and it's i always wanted everyone to be happy just because i was like no we're not having uh whatever experience happen to anyone again so yeah and that's powerful man thank you for sharing that yeah Wayman's character was so interesting and um i know that like the character like the actor kim mm-hmm. k kim ki uh Huan, i think mm-hmm. i'm not sure Ki-hui Kwan. thank you um like i know that he spoke out about like he's the same actor from like the Goonies and um, Indiana Jones. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch those movies. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I watched. I watched Goonies. I didn't watch Indiana Jones, the original one. But um, I know he was like the the child actor in those movies, and yes. he's so famous. And he recently came out with saying that, like, you know, he wasn't able to. Uh, he hasn't worked a long time in Hollywood because he just felt like there weren't like the roles out there for like that main character lead like him and um like so for him to like with knowing that information and then like him being put in this role in the movie where he's like underappreciated you know he's trying to keep the family together and like you know but also like understand that like he needs to be respected and loved too like he deserves that which Mm -hmm. is why he's looking for the divorce but doesn't really want it and like Mm -hmm. like i just felt like it was just such a it's just interesting like it's the it was like a perfect fit for that role um and just he for me like he really stole the show like in the scenes that he was in obviously like you know this movie was like fantastic but i yeah i i, I feel i definitely feel the same way you do ellie like when you talk about like the themes with him and like his role in the movie just yeah and, how, and his role is yeah. um very if you think about it it's very technically challenging because he did jump from one character to another character another version of himself like frequently and that was insane i was like it's hard to do that because um i remember um oh man i'm gonna tie in moon knight real quick here no that's because (laughs) did you watch moon knight yet yeah yeah yeah, okay because 
I know the actor in Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac. He said he had a struggle of switching between characters for a while in the beginning of it. So the fact that he had those issues and he was able to do it as well. And this was before this was shot way before Moon Knight as well. So mm, yeah, he out. had less of a like, you know, reference to go by, but he pulled it off really well. So yeah. The one scene, like the one thing I will say about this movie is that <clears throat> it cuts like it cuts to different parts of like like this movie like has so many uh it like it moves really fast. And mm. the one thing I remember <laughs> when I was re-watching it uh the second time that I saw, um, there was a scene where like uh Michelle Fan's character. Right, Michelle Fan. Michelle Yo. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, thank you. Michelle has a makeup artist on yes. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. So Michelle Yo's character, like there's a scene where like she was like, I think this was when she was like tempted by the the bagel. But like mm-hmm. she says to uh Key's character, she was just like, you know, maybe I should have like listened to my dad all those years ago mm-hmm. and left you and I would have been more successful. And like my like heart like sank. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is like so emotional. And then quickly, like his face changes. We don't have time to be emotional. Yeah. We need to like move on. And yeah. I was like, whoa, like that sounds yeah. like my mom. But <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's very up. scarring in one scene, and then all of a sudden, it's like it just jumps back and puts you back into a comedic scene. And it's sometimes it's bad, but for that one, it worked because that was really heavy. And I was like, I don't want this movie to dwell on that. As yeah. Well. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, it's very exposition heavy. Like, um, there's so many th- things that they need to introduce, so many ideas to get across. But the end of the movie, like, really ties it in together and, like, yep. it, like slows the pace down a lot so you can kind of understand and, like, reflect. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of like if, like, I know for some people, like, if, like a lot of flashing scenes and stuff if there's too much going on it kind it can mm-hmm. be a turnoff mm-hmm. for some people but i find like if you can make it through it like and get to the end like it's you have a payoff and especially mm-hmm. like upon like a second third or fourth viewing like yeah just you really enjoy the movie a lot more because you're able to piece everything together yeah like i would have given this movie like a higher like i rated it really high already but it was it would have been way higher if it wasn't for um Oh, I've got to talk about it right now real quick. It was the sausage fingers that really killed it for me because there were some scenes where that felt very forced. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, it just jars me out of the film. And I'm like, if it had less of that, it would have been way higher. There's definitely some cringe moments in this movie. Like, let's let's not deny it that. Yeah. But um, I feel like, like, and I was talking to my brother about this, like, in a movie about, like, the multiverse, where there's so many different realities and things don't make sense, you're mm-hmm. going to come across, like, moments that, like, are so, yeah. like, like, fucking Absurd. weird for us, yeah. where it's like, okay, this doesn't make sense to me, but, like, okay, I'm going to have to, like, suspend my disbelief to accept yes. that whatever's happening in this instance. And so, like, that's, but that is the thing I liked about this movie. Like, maybe they could have, like not get the scenes like as long because you, you're kind of uncomfortable watching yeah. it but like at the same time i kind of see why they did it that. had its relevance it was yeah. very relevant but 
it's just you know it really just jars you out because um i don't i know there's one where it shifted from a very heartfelt talk between two people and then it switches back to that so it's similar to what you were saying right like um wayman was being serious in one scene and then all of a sudden he's like no we gotta go it's like yeah that's the only (laughs) issue i had really just jars you out yeah like i mean in doctor strange right like they have that universe where they're just like paint so mm-hmm. like imagine like i guess for an equivalent it's like if doctor strange were to be like i love you in every universe and then like they cut to the scene where they're all paints for like the next five minutes you know what yeah. i mean if, yeah. it, if that were that, to happen exactly like, that, like that that's how i would like imagine it to be but um but yeah um there is now when we t- when we look at the daughter in this uh in this movie like she had quite the she was quite the interesting character um I didn't I didn't know at first that like the I guess she's the quote unquote villain of the movie like when mm-hmm. she like mm-hmm. first came in the scene and like she was wearing the like wig or whatever yeah um it might be obvious to other people but it fooled me uh <laughs> but she was it was a very interesting character like you know obviously you have lgbtq plus 2s plus um representation in the movie which is great um it talks about like it really focuses on that dynamic between the mom and the daughter um Mm -hmm. just trying to understand each other through different generations and how they're so different from each other but the the daughter wants to be she wants to be loved like she understood exactly she wants to be understood loved but like and the mom is trying but like she has like so much other things right like on her plate and so i thought that it was perfect like like having her as like like how how they presented her and the one thing like when i look at this movie right and we talked about existentialism right so -hmm. like in the movie the daughter um a bit like i forget how but like she becomes like the master she like masters the multiverse right like she's able to draw in all the different powers and stuff from her alternate selves and so all at like the same time yeah oh yeah and um so she wants her her goal right is to get her mom to experience all of that and come to the same conclusion that once you experience all these different things in the multiverse that like life is meaningless mm-hmm. like and she wants to die and so she just wants to get like a second opinion essentially mm-hmm. from someone that's experienced all the same things as her so that like yeah. when she does die and like go into the void that um that it's like um what do you call it like someone's like it's reaffirming like yeah. uh your your beliefs and then so she like she's like okay like i know for sure this is the right thing i want to do and you know after the mom right like when the mom like what gets tempted by the bagel like she she starts to kind of like feel the same way too like she you can see in the different universes she just yeah. like does not care yeah, fine let's get that divorce i'll stab out. my husband acts yeah. out does all this shit right and um eventually like they come to that realization where it's like um and and wayman plays like the the big role in all this of, of just changing that belief where it's like mm-hmm. okay maybe maybe like after you know all of this like there's all these times where like um things are crazy and horrible mm-hmm. but like why don't we just be kind to each other instead yeah. of like you know again, breaking down windows in your yeah again he's the shop. emotional backbone just you know taking out the rational and just adding in the feelings part of it exactly they like the three have such a i love the relationship dynamics between yeah. all the three characters and it's just so interesting like how how it all plays out 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the when the mom eventually pulls the daughter out from the from the void, right? Yeah. Like it's like I get the sense that like yeah, like she like you know we said that her goal was to like be reaffirmed, but like I also feel like she's also this is also like a cry for help. Like mm-hmm. she, it's like I'm going to go into this void unless you stop me, and then and you don't give up on me. And then, so we, and then we see the parallel with the mom and her dad, right. The grandfather yeah. and how the grandfather, like <laughs> let the mom go. And so mm-hmm. it, you, you kind of see how it, like, she was like learning from that and mm-hmm. how it's, and so she's like, like, I'm not going to give up on my daughter as easily as the way my dad was going to give up on yeah. me. And I just, yeah. that message was just so, Oh, I loved it. I love how they portrayed it. I love how they represented it. And um, just the learning um and the, the the lessons like it was great i loved it yeah it's hard too because that topic really goes into like the whole suicide situation right so and that's a very sensitive topic and the fact that they tackled that on in that movie in a very classy way i would say because usually it's it gets really dark and you know there's really no going back from it but this show this movie showed that you know with the right support system you can get past those thoughts you can get the help you need and it can come from anywhere really and yeah like you can overcome and even though like it's not going to be like easy like this is something that you can take like day by day and and you know yeah and it's you know it takes a whole family it's similar to the concept of you know it takes a village to raise a child and that's in this case it would be it takes a universe or multiple but you know like it's it's rough and it's taxing for the family but the fact that they didn't give up on it was definitely why they were successful and it's it's so the, the way the movie ended, we only saw part of it, but we all know that's not where life ends. So I'm 100% sure they would have more issues at some point, but having the whole family working on it together is a big, big, big help. Any other uh, like key like themes that you saw in this movie that you wanted to, to talk about? Um. There was a lot, but I, I don't want to really divulge too much. But how about like what's the next like thing important like theme that really sticks out to you? Um, another really big one for me was um. So you did mention that their daughter felt like she wasn't really understood, and I find that a lot well with a lot of my friends because most of them are um second generation, like Asian Canadian people you know it's they have that disconnect with their parents as well and it's because you know like their parents moving from where they came from and here they have that mix of they belong to their old culture and their you know canadian canadianized culture version of it but that's not quite the same case with the uh the second generation and they're more Canadian in this case. And so because of that, they're sometimes not considered as, you know, like let's say if they were Chinese Canadian, sometimes there's that disconnect where 
some people within the community are saying you're not as Chinese I'm more Chinese because I came from there kind of thing it's the same case with the Filipinos too like we have that divide within our community as well where people are like you're not quite Filipino because you grew up here you don't understand it's like you don't have a say on how things are because you're not as the same Filipino as I am and you don't understand what I'm going through but the thing is lots of gatekeeping yeah but the thing is for we're all you know we're still all Filipino we're still all like Chinese like even if you grew up here even if you were born here and it's we perspectives still matter you know like it doesn't matter if you came from where it's your perspective it's still relevant and I don't think they should be gatekeeping those things so but yeah so that was tackled on in the film and you could see it with how the um, the daughter I'll just say I forget her name yeah you could say you could see with how she just really wanted to be understood so it's the same case as you were saying earlier it's she wanted someone to see things from her perspective that's why she was looking for the version of her mom that could absorb everything and after finally finding that she did also mention that she wasn't sure about going into the void because she was also hoping so deep down in her she was hoping that there would be someone who would either talk her out of it or give her an alternate way to deal with things and it's that shared perspective that like finally being understood is what helped her you know feel like she belonged somewhere instead of being separate and disconnected so yeah and that's and that's the hollywood part of the movie where your asian family uh finally understands you uh, <laughs> yeah very I, uh I, yeah when they say they're proud of you yep yeah, that's <laughs> very i made the same joke when i when i did the episode for um turning red <laughs> oh yeah, yeah um but yeah like so one thing that I and and obviously like this is a huge component of that movie which is why I thought it would be perfect obviously for the second generation banana podcast just to touch on that um something that like um I like learned kind of like after um was that like just technically technically speaking like on the movie um the different u- universes that they introduced they weren't all random right Mm -hmm. like when you first see it for the first time you're just like okay there's a rock universe there's a universe where like there's hot dog fingers there's a universe with a rack rack yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of like ratatouille like and it's just like seems like so crazy like where did these ideas come from but like as you know obviously you know ellie is someone who's watched the form movie four times now like what what are things that you've seen that helps piece together the intention behind uh, these universes that were that were shown. So a lot of them were um, references and homages to within their careers inside, like the actors' careers, and along with um, references to influential directors. I would say in the Asian film industry. So, for example, um, I want to say like the rock scene that one if like a a new viewer they would be like what am i watching what is this what's going on 
But if you were aware of um, older, this is way older, but this is, um, that scene was actually an homage to a director. And um, that was for a Japanese director named Yasujiro Ozu. Yasujiro. Yasujiro Ozu. And um, it was, his shots in some films is, it just portrays like an inanimate object or just the scenery just to essentially help you reflect on the scenes before and the scenes coming up. And a lot of his films that had those stylings were also talking about generational gaps because most of his films were tackling the modernization of Japan and how, you know, because it is modernizing. So a newer generation and the older conservative generation, there's that disconnect between them and that rock scene being an homage to his style essentially referencing his works it really you know drives in the whole idea of that disconnect within a family because of differing generations Um, another big part that they referenced early on was um, how Evelyn became Michelle Yeoh and they literally just covered a lot of her career. It was very essentially accurate to her career, to the fact that they even included scenes from her red carpet for Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that one was a good one to catch. Um, but apart from that, that universe where she is a celebrity was also based on the works of, um, the styling of it at least, was based on the works of, this uh, director, oh man, his name escapes me. It's Wong, Wong Kar Wai. Yeah, Wong Kar Wai. So he is very prevalent in the uh, Hong Kong cinema. And yeah, so his style was that whole, like you see the main characters and then everything else around them is moving really fast. And that was shown in his films like, um, <clears throat> Sorry, like his films, um, Chunking Express and In the Mood for Love. And those were very, very much based on tragedy and how relationships kind of don't always work, even though you want it to. And that's kind of that universe, right? So in that universe, Michelle Yeoh was successful because her relationship with um Wayman was not working out so it's like even though they need to end up together in another universe it's not letting them for that universe so it's a similar theme essentially where it's just tragic romance and very romantic um uh what else was there so another universe they covered this was on the um fight scenes essentially was they referenced uh, Michelle Yeoh's works with the wuxia, wuxia, mm. wuxia, wuxia genre. Yeah, wuxia. So this is like the fantasy renegade genre of martial arts in China. And we all know Michelle Yeoh got famous in the West because of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is oh yeah of the same, same genre. So 
Um, yeah, so it references her works there too. And similarly within still like within the Asian based film, it's not quite an Asian made film, but it's also an homage, but Kill Bill was technically referenced in this film. And that's the idea of dividing the film into multiple parts. And, oh yeah, by yeah. separating everything, part one, yeah. everywhere, yeah. part two. Yeah, so that was a style that was very Quentin Tarantino. And seeing that on there, it's not essentially like, you know, fully Asian, but it was an Asian-influenced film. So that was a good reference to that. What else happened in the universes there? I'm trying to recall now. The Yeah, the, there was the... Um... I don't know if you would consider the main universe the one where like uh he's or they're um at the very end when when they're in the the, sh- the store the or sorry the laundromat mm-hmm. and so there's that one there's the one that they got famous and then like um they said like the the, the iconic line in the movie like when the, when they were separated yeah um there yeah there's there's a lot but uh, yeah. I guess, Elio, so what, which was your favorite universe, I guess? Oh, I really like the celebrity one. The one that was referencing like the Wong Kar Wai works and mm-hmm. like Michelle Yeoh's career. That one where she thought she was successful after not being with um, Wayman, but then she sees him and he's also successful there. And this time... He was the one who was turning her down. Yeah. And I really like that because on all the other universes that we were shown, it was like saying that, you know, they were going to be together and that it's... And early on, we were said that, we were told essentially that her life was better without him, but him turning her down is kind of... It was essentially a power play for him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, no, I'm no longer wrapped around your finger. Like, I I, I would have loved to be, but it's, I, I don't want to go through that again. And it just, I guess I would say it resonated for me because I, I did have similar experiences in the past where I have been, you know, yeah, like wrapped out around someone. But then I was like, no, I, I. I have self-respect now. I'm done. Yeah, there you go, baby. <laughs> You've broken free. Yeah. So that was just really powerful. But also because that was where Wayman talked about his approach. Like how he likes to be positive, how he likes to not fight aggressively, but in terms of like trying to deal with it again with a softer way of a more human approach instead of an aggressive we're gonna fight i'm gonna win i'm right you're wrong you know it's like trying to get everyone to meet in the middle and just accommodate each other 100 percent, man 100 percent. um so throughout the time this movie has been in theaters actor jamie lee curtis known to many in the movie freaky friday co-starring alongside Lindsay Lohan. So she's been overly critical of the comparisons between this movie and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to the point where 
Uh, you might even call it a feud. If you can look, you can look up the comments online. I find it plain. I find it very playful, and I love how she's backing this movie against like a movie juggernaut like the MCU. Uh, so like, what were? You, how did you? Uh, how did you find these comments? Like, what were Honestly, your <laughs> I, I'm okay. I like the whole multiverse idea, but as much as I like Doctor Strange, I like the handling of the multiverse idea in this film better. Everything, that was going to be my next question, once. but let's get into it. Yeah. What did you like more about? How did you? How did? What were some aspects you think this movie handled better than Doctor Strange too? So, with Doctor Strange, the way they used the multiverse was they are locations that they can go to. This one, the way they handled it, it's it's on the personal and more emotional side of tackling the multiverse idea so it's like you're able to access your other selves as opposed to you know in doctor strange like you could see each other and like you fight each other i i like the whole idea of accessing it over fighting with like an alternate version of yourself because even though both are essentially a um self versus self conflict the way that it's jealousy is essentially why you're are like fighting with yourself in this uh in everything everywhere all at once it's like essentially it's jealousy for like oh this life is better than mine why don't i just live that life instead of this life i think that whole what if scenario is a better way to handle it than oh this universe existed where i am stronger or this universe existed where i'm together with someone i'll just kill them and take their life and replace them you know it's like it's more aggressive i would say (laughs) as opposed to oh man i just realized it ties me back into like the whole waymond wang thing where it's like you know it's a softer way of dealing with it as opposed to an aggressive harder way but yeah yeah it's more introspective in this one than in doctor strange for sure i feel the same way because like with everything everywhere all at once first of all um it's like you i i love like the near the beginning of the movie they kind of showed this like on this like machine this like life path how it's like the universes are connected together but like they're connected based on the choices that happen so that it's Mm -hmm. actually realistic right so it's Mm -hmm. like um when if she decided to like when her her father was telling her to to leave like to wayman then it shows like there's a there's a path there yeah and then uh, even further back when it's like when life was not created then like it rocks <laughs> but you pass that where life is created but then like the the monkeys with the hot dog fingers <laughs> kill the, the one that, that yeah. have regular fingers. like you know it, it like even though it's like it's funny it has whatever it still follows like this like path that like progresses that shows you yeah. how the universes are like are related like whether it's by choices of our own or choices that we can't make but like it's all interconnected because and it's like and i really like that aspect of it you're right like with dr strange like it's an entertaining movie but it's like 
okay, how did we get to a universe where everything is like in the side of beehive or they're in hell? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's not, it's, it's more like, it's more fantasy. Yeah. It's less like uh, interpersonal with like the, the, the actual person, like how they, how they got yeah. there, you know what? Um, I, I didn't, you're right. I, I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, you know, and it was just having the main character, like be such an Asian mom and like how all of her reactions <laughs> was so funny to me to watch. Every, like, every household has that mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we need you to save the multiverse or you can stay here. And she's like, I'll just stay here then. Yeah. You I'm know? too busy. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm busy. Come back tomorrow. Like yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. And like the way they tackled the multiverse here, I just got this thought now is with Doctor Strange, the multiverses were essentially they existed as is alone. Like it's a universe, it exists, it's another universe that exists. The way in everything, everywhere, all at once does it is that these universes exist because of your actions right so i think that's essentially similar to what you said it's those choices that ended up making that universe existing which is i was like damn how many universes exist just with my decisions alone you know it's like it's insane yeah and even even like and this was something i was thinking of as well like even the hot dog universe right like yeah like when the whole the, the whole like thing you think about when you think of that universe is is the hot dog fingers mm-hmm. but like the hidden theme behind there is that the mom and jamie lee curtis's irs like character like they are a couple mm-hmm. and so it's like this is yeah this is a universe that also addresses the choice of like whether she's homophobic right mm-hmm. as opposed to like being lesbian yeah right um so i and that, that's like when we when you first messaged me about like the different themes like that's something that i was thinking of like okay maybe there's like a hidden theme behind each universe here like mm-hmm. you you ultimately see the one thing like you see the rock universe but then you learn that the reason behind that is this and like the influences mm-hmm. and things that it draws from the inspirations like so that was something that i was initially going into this podcast thinking i'm going to write down like all my ideas for every universe but i'm like no, there, there's some background information that I don't have. And I, and obviously that you do have mm-hmm. Ellie. So that's why I wanted to like bring us together to talk about it. But like, yeah, like it was just, like I said, you know, they're, 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 the things that they did in this movie were so creative. Like how many other movies have you seen where like the middle of the movie, they have the end and start rolling credits. Mm-hmm. And then you find out it's like, it's, it's so meta. It's yeah. so meta. I it's love it. Done. Yeah. It's a, it's a movie for like, you know, film fans it's why they did that in the middle um i think their previous work also had it i'm trying to recall if because the directors also made swiss army man i think that movie also had that fake ending <laughs> like you think it's oh, done okay. but it's not nice. um but yeah you're right there's it's very well thought out it's it, it fit in thematically because we do know one universe there was a celebrity and it's not like they just forced a fake ending but yeah they really utilized each universe that they made in there 
even the uh, sausage one, like, you know, like the story behind that with, um, within the movie was it did not exist and she's completely disconnected from it. But then she ended up making it and was like, okay, so she ended up going to a universe that she just thought of, essentially. Yeah, for sure. And that's the only way she was able to, you know, again, be with someone of the same gender. So the homosexuality part of it, it was essentially so foreign for her that she had to make another universe completely disconnected in order to just show that she was understanding the whole homosexuality part. Yeah, exactly. To make this other universe that was like so wild that like homosexuality wasn't like the it's not the, the craziest shocker. thing, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I like I like that they that they did that. Um, but to answer my to answer my own question, um, <laughs> with like uh the, the comparisons between the movies, um, it'd be like if you're cheering for McDonald's to make more money over a mom and pop hamburger store, That's you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they like both movies are awesome in their own right like i enjoyed yeah. elements of both movies like there's some things i enjoyed from everything everywhere mm-hmm. all at once uh, there's some things i enjoyed from dr strange 2 better but like yeah. like I, I i just love the fact that like she was just backing it so hard like yeah just like and then she she talked about how like yeah i was a cheerleader like back in the day i'm like yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice. It's banter. Like I I know they're not that serious about it. Like it's just to get people to talk about both, and it's nice because you get two completely different movies out of it. So, so Ali, what scene? And I think we're gonna have the same answer here. What scene in the movie was the most impactful for you? Most impactful. Oh, that's. That's a tough question because there were a lot, but I, I, it really ties in back to my pick on which universe within that movie was my pick. And again, it's that scene where Waymond and Evelyn were both rich and successful, but he had to turn it down. And even though he did turn down the possibility of them being together again, he admits that he would he would have loved a more simple life for both of them and within that same scene like yeah they he talked about his ideology right of how he uses the softer skills to deal with all his problems and it's necessary for him even though it's perceived as weak by some people it's it's another way to fight for him and that entire scene just was a really good way to, I guess, speak out my perspective on things as well. But I never really had the right words to get it across. And that's art, right? Like sometimes yeah. art can represent things mm-hmm. for you in, in ways that you never would have been able to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that scene is my favorite part of the movie. Hundred percent, yeah, exactly. Like when when he says the lines, in another universe, I would have loved to do laundry and taxes with you. I like I I cried hard because like 
just make i don't know like movies like this like the mul- where you think about the multiverse and like your actions and these different lives that you could have led like how your choices you know influence everything like i love like it's it, it made it made me think about how like um just yeah like we might be like insignificant people on this like floating rock in space mm-hmm. you know but let's let's do let's let's do what we can let's let's live our lives with love let's treat each other with respect mm-hmm. maybe things yeah when you yeah maybe things didn't work out for them in that one universe but like in another universe they would have been happy living like a small town regular folk Mm -hmm. kind of life you know like and how like even ultimately like yeah he did reject her but like it's like money money wasn't the factor here that like led them to happiness right like Mm -hmm. because like she like even with like her, her success and fame like she still wanted to to be with him at that point and like the money wasn't keeping them from being together and i don't know like i just that really spoke to me and when wayman said like yeah like like things are scary he had that big speech like mm-hmm. let's just be kind to each other i, I really that really resonated with me and uh, yeah i really love it's that. you know it's about making our journey in this world as good as we can make it not just our journey but like you know when i say our as in everyone's experience like the whole world's experience like humanity as a race <laughs> definitely man i'm right there with you um to lighten up the mood a bit let's um here's a here's a fun question i thought of uh actually so so for for those of you uh that are still still here listening appreciate it um before i went to record this meeting with la i was at church and so like i was like typing some things into my notes app to help prepare for this episode and so i just came up with this question so la um is there something so if we were to say like the multiverse existed more similarly in a fashion to everything everywhere all at once as mm. opposed to dr strange 2 is there something that you believe that all versions of la alito in the multiverse will have in common like no matter what kind of wacky universe rules there are this one constant thing constant. will always be the same what do you think mm. what it is for you yeah that's that's a tough question but I think I do have something that would be a constant. And I think that would be, um, I don't know if I should, hmm. I don't know if this, this would be a weird turn, but I think that constant would be this one really big part of my life. And that was when I was, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia, like way back. I think that would be a constant because I feel like, a lot of things really stem from that point in my life. Like a lot of my perspective, mm-hmm. a lot of my f- philosophy were being formed at that early of an age, but it also really shaped um, my relationships with my parents. And I think that event would be a constant and then everything else afterwards would be where you know the multiverses start to like really branch different off. And, yeah because yeah. i think if i handled that scenario differently my relationship with my parents would be different um who knows if i would be here in canada right um 
apart from that, I think uh, it was a life and death part too. So a, a, a bunch of this, the universe has probably ended at that point too. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I a lot of my worldview and um, ideology was really at that early on because I, for the longest time while I had it, I didn't really know I had it. I thought it was normal, you know, and thinking of what I went through, thinking that it was normal and it, finding out it's not normal made me relate to other people more and be more empathetic because I was like, oh, you didn't go through all this. Well, good. That's good for you because I wouldn't want that for you, you know, and yeah, I, I think that would be the constant for me. Thanks for opening up about that, Ellie. I appreciate it. I'm thankful that in the universe that we're in right now, <laughs> you're still here with us. And I'm so happy to have a great friend like you. Yeah. What about you? I want to know your constant. You know, it's funny. I had a different answer, but after no, you said you that, gotta, you gotta my, say answer, I don't, I don't my answer care. is total shit. My I answer was going to be in every multiverse, Eric is, uh, is never going to eat onions. Like, <laughs> Really? You don't hate, hate don't onions. onions. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't know this. Wait. Yeah, bro. Why? I, I know. I know you love ketchup. I remember that. Yeah. Love ketchup. Hate onions. Wh why? Like, what is it about onions? Because I know some people hate ketchup. Understand that. But onions, like any kind of onions, bro. Like, I. So my girlfriend introduced me to pho because I didn't yeah. have pho before. Wait. And I can't have pho without... Oh, yeah. There's so many things you're learning today about me. <laughs> but I no, that, that was going to be my answer, dude. I fucking hate onions. I'm never going to have them on anything. If they're, like, big enough that I can, like, see them, then I'm not going to eat it. What no about matter what it is. What about, like, um, caramelized onions? Like, caramelized? You know, yeah, like, the really minced and, like, they put it in burgers usually. Like See, it's a sweet. Onion. Yeah, I can like, like even um, what's that like East Indian dish where it's like oh chicken tasala like the onions there are like uh, really tiny and like they're just mm -hmm. it's still there but it, like I can have that. Okay. Yeah. But if it's like a big ring, oh, so you must hate onion rings. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but onion rings are so good. Sorry, they're so mind. good with ketchup. No. So. not even in another universe my friend no we're we're gonna be <laughs> ignorant and stubborn to the end that, that'll be the uh the universe you have to make up yeah yeah it'll be the sausage finger version it's like <laughs> once you start eating onions we're in the sausage finger <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> oh man um yeah so okay so let's 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 uh get into it what are your final thoughts of this movie if you could give me a review, a rating, would you recommend the audience rent or own this movie? Everything, everything rent or all at own. Once. That's yeah. your kind of recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I would 100% say it's definitely worth owning because I don't think a lot of people would own this. Like as much as I want them to, I don't think they would because of the whole concept of it. It might be a bit too much for some people. But I love this film. It's definitely worth watching multiple times like I did. And 
Uh, if I, I did put up my rating on this, and as I mentioned earlier, I would have given it a higher score, but I can't because of some, you know, some things they chose with the movie. But I gave this movie a four out of five. It was very close to that 4.5, but it didn't quite get there. And to put things to perspective, though, with 4.5, there's some movies, so movies like Shang-Chi or La La Land, Blade Runner 2049, like they're near perfect movies. I don't ever give out a five out of five because there is no perfect movie. I, I think there's no perfect movie, at least. So 4.5 would be the highest. And I, I was very close because I really love this movie. But those sausage scenes <laughs> is why I'm talking into a four point four. Hear that, everybody? LA's discrimination towards sausage. Sausage, fingers. yeah. Um, <laughs> just I'm sorry. Get it done for us. <laughs> if you have sausage fingers, yeah. I'm probably going to talk for to those of you much. listening sorry, with guys. sausage fingers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. But yeah, definitely looking forward to owning this movie as well. Because if not entirely owning this movie i would have like some more merch of it but it's so good it's just amazing for sure man i appreciate that i appreciate that um so some thoughts some final thoughts for me when going through this movie this is this might be i mean i don't know i feel this com- in, within this conversation this isn't a random thought mm-hmm. um but like i told you how this movie made was very introspective for me it started make started making me think about things in my own mm. life and stuff like that i remember because i so i watched this movie with you and i know i wanted to watch it one more time before we do the episode because not not just because to, i wanted to prepare for the episode i mean that is an important part of it but because i really did enjoy it and i'll get to i'll get to this but i do i would like to own this movie someday as well like whether that comes to buying a blu-ray or whatever like i yeah. want to own this movie um A thought that came across was that like when I think about like trying to like watch it with friends and um, uh, it it made me think about the people that I would want to watch this movie with. Okay. And it made me think about how like when I look at myself and this is some deep Mm self-reflection that came out of this movie. uh, I, I just, it made me feel like I have friends that I can be more hard or <laughs> like i have more friends that i can be like i can show more tougher exterior i can like you know party laugh talk about sports really like just whatever kind of concept I, and i feel like i'm a pretty outgoing person um and i feel like i you know like there's that side of me where that's more like open and you know you talk about all these different things but i feel like with movies like this i would only really enjoy it with friends that i can be like more soft Mm-hmm. And, and you know like show a side that like i'm i don't always show to people like I, i'm not always like this all the time yeah um and and that's okay and i think that like with like and you know shout out to my girlfriend like she's one of the few people that like i can like be both sides with mm-hmm. right and like i just in in saying that i just think that you know this movie is i really I really did enjoy it. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the top tier movies for me. And that's saying something because I, I love watching movies, but I 
honestly, I do love watching superhero movies. Oh yeah, above so, a, a lot of things, right? Yeah. So like, to have like a non-superhero movie be like so up there up for me there. Is, is big. Um, it's it's I love how it addresses so many different themes and concepts, similar to Encanto, similar to Turning Red, just addressing mm-hmm. like generational trauma and yeah. uh, trying to b- bridge that gap like yeah. with your family it's just it, and not having your quote-unquote villain be a specific person you can tie in and blame everything on yeah. like it's such an open concept and i love it i it is the movie i want to watch over and over again every now and then um just it, it makes you feel things and mm-hmm. i think it's you're able to have these like in-depth conversations like look we're already like an hour and some and change into this episode just on this movie alone and mm-hmm. um it's beautiful uh, i love yeah. introspective things like this maybe i don't watch enough you know of movies yeah. like this okay. but it definitely made me feel like a deeper kind of appreciation and for that i'm, I'm thankful i mean i can definitely send more your way so if, if they're all can... a24 then you know maybe no no maybe it's secretly not, yeah. you're working for them but <laughs> <laughs> no it's not no i'm just okay. saying like if there are more movies coming out that are you know in that sense like knowing that you are interested in these kinds of movies because like a lot yeah. of people like that i thought about when i wanted to watch this there's like only my very very close friends initially that i thought would want to watch it but then because of the attention the movie was getting a lot of my other friends that normally wouldn't watch it did also watch it so i don't know maybe the your friends that you're usually hard with might actually want to watch this if i give them a chance maybe yeah like they might want to and who knows maybe you never knew that they also had a softer side right like that they're willing to share now after this I don't see know. That nurt- I see that nurturing side in you, LA. Oh shit! It, 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 so <laughs> your, your nurturing side is is, show, is peaking. Yeah, it's peaking. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna like zip contain up. <laughs> that back in, you know. But no, because in my experience, yeah, I did have some where like I did not expect them to go to watch this movie, but they did. So I was like, okay. And then we talked about it, and they had some really good takeaways. But yeah, like give them a chance, maybe. Who knows? If only if they're willing to give it a chance, like don't force it on them because that's just gonna, yeah, that's just gonna end. That's just gonna end friendships. If I'm watching a movie (laughs) like this where it's like, I really love this movie, and you're and you're like trash on it, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to take a time out, like, (laughs) yep, you're you're gonna need to uh reflect on your words (laughs) for sure. But yeah, maybe if I if I need a break from watching superhero movies, I'll I'll hit you up. <laughs> yeah, no, I watch almost everything. Like, I even watch um films that are more on the art house side. So it's like very. No one would watch it unless you really love movies, kind of thing. <laughs> like, um, yeah, there was a recent one that I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm pretty sure no one would watch unless they really love movies or they love the actors in it, but it's escaping me right now. But that movie was all set in one room. The entire movie was set in one room and it's different relationships within that one room. So I was like, that's insane. 
effects. Yeah, I, I like for me, like something that like I need to see like comedy, like I love comedy. It doesn't there doesn't have to always be comedy. Mm-hmm. I need to see movies that like they can be weird and have like weird like things happen, but like they mm-hmm. need to have like a meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, like a theme that we can pick out. I don't I don't like movies that are weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah, I also need like something with like a like a somewhat storyline to follow through like to like so where like the actions that a a character protagonist does make sense to carry them into the next scene like yeah just if it's too random like it's it is going to be a bit of a throwaway but like for again like for this movie like they they did piece it together and maybe they didn't piece everything together but they pieced it enough so that i was able to follow through with it and understand it's also the kind of movie because like i realized this when i was watching it the other day Mm -hmm. it's also the kind of movie where like if you're watching this like at a filipino party kids are running around music loud on their ipod ipads whatever and like to the point where like scenes are like you can't hear like or you miss out on some things like that's i feel like that's honestly going to take away from your experience so that's like another reason why i think that you should buy it um Mm -hmm. as opposed to like renting it because like you might miss out like the one time that you do decide to watch it whereas you can replay it and there was also that other scene in this movie where they showed so many different multiverse versions of herself like it like honestly it should have it was a flash yeah they should have come out with like a, a warning with like Seizures. Um, see, yeah. like it's yeah, right. Um, but like I was on like Twitter and like I, I just looked up everything everywhere all at once, and that like little like six second segment, they just had it like on replay. So every time you pause the video, you could see like a, a different, different version. And yeah. I didn't even realize this, but there was like a gr- there's like a scene where like Michelle Yo is just like a green alien, and it shows yep. like pyramids in the back. And I was like, holy yeah. fuck, I did not see this. That was creepy. I saw that in the movie, and I was like what am i watching yeah and that was on my first viewing too that i noticed it i was like what is going on i definitely didn't I catch also it. noticed that there was one where um she had four eyes and blood was dripping from all of them and i was like what yeah <laughs> how did this get in here yeah yeah it's there's a lot it's it's insanely insanely like that part was a full sensory overload like i'm just 100 percent, 100 yeah yeah. um yeah so let's uh thank you so much for the episode let's let's continue on to our the, the last segments of the show and mm-hmm. and go from there sure uh so the next uh segment is community shout outs so uh actually taken from the words you said earlier la um i do come from the belief that it takes a community or a village to raise a child mm-hmm and so community shout outs is a segment I have on every episode where you're able to just give shout outs to different places in the community that are like important to you. They don't have to be Asian or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, something that's important. So whether it's an organization, nonprofit or event that's happening. Yeah. Um, just yeah. anything. Did yeah, you no, want to start off or did you want me to start? I have just one, and okay. you mentioned it earlier. It was the um, Edmonton Filipino Fiesta, and that's happening in June 18th to June 19th. So the weekend, it's at Borden Park. And honestly, the reason I'm shouting this out is two, in two years, we didn't have one because of COVID. So, and every year I loved going to it. And those two years, I was like, nothing's happening. It made me sad. But now that it's back, 
I'm very excited and I'm usually there and I just love that community. It's a very Filipino fiesta vibe like that you get when you go there. So it's a lot of food. Food trucks are going to be going, I'm pretty sure, as always. But yeah, lots of food, lots of different activities and a lot of different organizations that are Filipino based are going to be there. So yeah, I'd love for everyone to go join and I'm shouting it out because it's fun you know <laughs> perfect thanks la yeah uh so the the main one i wanted to shout out here on today's episode uh it's called tagalog time with pat so they're available on youtube and instagram so on instagram it's tagalog time.pat uh you can check out their youtube videos so like um they make you for full length um youtube video like lessons on tagalog and then if you just want like a quick uh like tagalog review you can check out their instagram reels uh, on their instagram page they actually reached out to me asking me to uh, promote their stuff and i was like okay but like let me check out your stuff first and yeah they've it's very it's very simple you know easy to follow through they're very kind people they post a lot more frequently than i do on social media um and you know they're they're awesome like that's a lot of great work at the community obviously we talked about language earlier right and how people uh language helps get you connected to culture and like for me like i i was raised you know um where like my i learned most of my tagalog like from my 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 lola and, and my tita they did the most for me um whereas my mom kind of wanted me to focus on english because like we're in canada and that's the primary language here but you know simple like youtube videos like this um it can go a long way right and you save money from going on duolingo right so and we know we're, we're all about saving money uh so definitely check out tagalog time with pat thank you so much for reaching out to me and um, i hope those of you listening are, are able to check it out um i wanted to shout out a couple of other local asian podcasts as well um so you've got in the i've i listen to these guys like all on spotify i follow them all um filipino fridays what's the chismis unawa and asian connection i'll put the details for that all on the podcast uh, description on the episode check those guys out um some of them are, are edmonton based some of them are elsewhere but they're all like in, in canada you guys do a lot of great work uh, really entertaining episodes. Sometimes I, I listen to them and try to draw inspiration. And I, I've reached out to some of some of you guys, and you know, I'm I'm so thankful for this like you know Filipino po podcast uh, community. And you know, we're still kind of growing in number. And I just love the episodes that you come out with. Like you know, similar to my podcast, like you have like some really important issues to touch up on. And then there's also like I, I remember. Uh, there like there's episodes on um like who's your favorite OG YouTubers like you know like very just I love your content so please keep it up guys and I hope you guys have a great Asian Heritage Month uh, as well so thank you for that um and yeah so to move on to our next segment uh before the end of our show um just because this this podcast is all about highlighting Asian excellence you know. The importance of community being there for each other so i call this segment asian of the week this is where we're able to highlight um asian people either in media in your communities 
someone that's kind of made a difference to you, that's inspired you, and um, and just a chance to give them a quick shout out um, for the for the work that they do. Uh, Ellie, did you want to get started on this one? I can't really think of one right now, but that's okay. Go ahead, and if I think of any, I'll let you know. Okay, I appreciate that. I didn't really have one uh, at first either, but I'm gonna give it out, and this is this is very easy and obvious because of the episode we're doing i'm gonna do shout out ki ki kwan ki he kwan <laughs> thank you james so he's obviously the the father in the movie um we talked about how he didn't have a whole lot of roles but like he was a star in this movie actually i was listening to the feeling asian podcast and they interviewed him and how like one of the comments he made during that episode was how like Hollywood kind of forgot about him, but he was always there. He was always there. And um, that was very powerful for me. And so I really wanted to, to highlight him and just, I hope he finds more work and he's very talented and, you know, I wish the best for him. Um, so two, there's two more. Uh, so I have James Hong, who's in the movie as the grandfather. Um, I first recognized, so his voice is very recognizable. I recognize his voice as like in in Mulan, like the original like cartoon Mulan. He was the like the assistant to like the emperor. Um, just very <laughs> great voice, and something also that um in in the, the Feeling Asian podcast they they mentioned how like he first was like you know he's been in the industry for a long time, and he's had his struggles, but like James Hong is like what in his like 80s or 90s like he's probably experienced even more difficulty with like finding work and you know and just represent representation and, and doing that for us and like i love i love that for him and and so he's like you he's one of the oggs i guess you know like <clears throat> just, just doing so much out there for us so thank you and the last one for asian of the week i want to shout out harry shum jr man what a sexy guy. I got to say, man, <laughs> like, how do you make a scene with like a raccoon on your head while you're cooking? Looks so good. Uh, this guy, <clears throat> I've seen him like back in his early YouTube days. Like there was a mini series he did. Uh, it was like a with Wong one. Fu, right? Yeah. With Wong Fu Productions. It was great. You can, yeah. you can check out all those episodes for free on YouTube, but this guy's so good. Obviously he was in, uh, uh, crazy, crazy rich Asians. Yeah, he was there very briefly because it's supposed to be the sequel that he would be right, right. In, so, um, but yeah, I love I love the work that he does. He's he's in other like romantic uh comedy uh movies uh as well. But yeah, just uh, just give it up for Harry Shum Jr. I mean, we might as well for Asian of the Week. We have to give it up for uh, Simu as well. Timu Liu. Oh yeah, there we go. Like he's not just you know Asian; he's Asian Canadian, which is you know for us. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, like hello Shang Chi, that's big for an Asian film. And him just that whole intro he did at the Junos too. That was, yep, on point. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and his like I said, his book is great as well. Like you can tell it's written by him and not just like some hollywood manufactured thing like it's the cheesiness and the you know it's all him i love it 
yeah, I think like I can't think of anyone else right now, but that's all good. And like, I think Simu, like when I like interview guests, like on my episodes, Simu is probably the number one brought up person for Asian of the week. And like, you know, deservedly so. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I might, I might have to make this into some kind of contest on my Instagram page for like, who's been the most mentioned, but um, because he's, he's a fan favorite. Let me tell you. <laughs> it has to be like, he really like, you know, put you on the radar, but yeah. Um, wait, I, I just thought of one. Let me just quickly look him up because I forget his name. Um, oh man, what's his name? Is it Jacob? Jacob Batalon? Oh yeah, Ned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Like he Jacob really, put, there you go. I was like, that scene really got me. I was dying because that was the first time I watched a movie that it didn't have su- subtitles and I understood what was going on. I was, Which scene? This was in No Way Home when the, when um, Andrew Garfield came in because he was able to use the, um, the sling ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the grandma <laughs> was just going on a tirade and i was like understanding everything and i was like because when i watched it i was with my friends and um some of them were chinese and i was like is this how it's like when there's chinese scenes without subtitles because this is weird for this me. is great yeah it was so new to me because i would have never expected like a filipino scene in a hollywood film like that yeah, I think, and you know, I'll say this time and time again, like, uh, No Way Home is officially a Filipino Christmas movie. That's that's what it is. Okay, guys? Yes. Accept yeah. it. It has to be now. <laughs> Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, May has been such a crazy month. I just want to say to all my short kings out there from five feet to five feet 11, May is the fifth month of the year. So, like, can we make May the official holiday for Short Kings? Uh, I want to I... say it'll be a Short King summer. It's short I don't King know about summer. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're sure. Let's let's. It's a. It's gonna be a Short King summer, and because I'm five foot four, you know, May fourth for me. I think I'm just gonna celebrate it as a holiday, moving forward. Uh, Sense. I'm gonna have to celebrate a day earlier then because I'm five okay. three. So yeah, <laughs> all good, all good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Honestly, LA. Hey, you were amazing. Thank you so much for for jumping on my show with me. Um, you've been so insightful and so helpful. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Uh, can you let our listeners know what's next in store for you, and where can our listeners find you on social media? um uh, in social media i have instagram and it's it's called it's la it's dot el dot ayy it's i i put that because i always introduce myself like that and it's always a mess because the quickest way i can introduce myself is it's similar to los angeles and then everyone's like lakers they're out but you know <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can catch me there. I uh, usually put, I started putting small, spoilerless reviews of movies that I've been watching on there, and um, it's mostly mostly just me posting random food that I 
have, but I've started putting out the reviews because my friends were asking me about movies recently and is it worth watching? And I watch a lot and I watch both really good and really bad ones. So, um, yeah, so you can catch more there if you want. And coming up, I guess I did keep saying about the Filipino fiesta, but you could see me there. I'll be helping out with my mom's organization there. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I hope to see all of you guys there. I'll definitely be there. Yeah. I've uh, I've had a couple people reach out to me about that as well, and I've I've never been, but uh, Board you Park is huge. In the previous years. Have I? I I don't know, but the previous years were like insane. Maybe. Maybe yeah. I just don't remember. Maybe. Maybe I just don't remember life pre-COVID. Oh um, yeah, BC. COVID. <laughs> yeah, BC. Exactly. Um, it's all a, it's all a whole lifetime away. Exactly. It's a whole universe away. Yeah. Um, you can follow uh, me on Instagram at two n d g b underscore o f f i c i a l, and get a follow back. Uh, as long as you're an actual person and not a bot. Um, you can also follow the Twitter page or you can join the conversation on Twitter when you use the hashtag SGBPod. This, epi- uh, this podcast was recorded on Zoom and is available on Anchor FM and Spotify. This is also now available on Google Podcasts as well. Maraming salamat sa pakikinig ninyo sa akin podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was Kuya Eric from the Second Generation Podcast with our guest, Elia Lido. I'm about to split. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.